0: you found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. I hope this finds each of you so very well. I'm speaking to you from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey. Happy to have this opportunity to interview published research author, clinical trainer, and therapist, Faust Ruggiero, whose professional career spans almost 40 years. Faust has worked in settings that have included clinics for deaf children, prisons, nursing homes, substance abuse centers, inpatient facilities, and both national and international corporations. He also provides counseling services for first responders, law enforcement, and other emergency personnel. Faust has been in private practice at the Community Psychological Center in Bangor, Pennsylvania for over 30 years, specializing in individual, family, substance abuse, women's issues, and marital couples counseling. He has used his highly successful counseling program called The Process Way of Life with over 2,000 of his clients. It consists of over 50 internal human processes, which can be accessed and developed to help clients address the various conditions that are affecting their lives. In the summer of 2016, FOSS decided to develop his Process Way of Life program into the award-winning The Fix Yourself Handbook, which was completed in December of 2019. He has appeared on television shows, radio shows, and podcasts, including today's interview on Grief and Rebirth podcast. His radio show, Fix It with Faust, debuted in June of 2021, and the Fix Yourself Handbook 2, The Journey Continues, is currently in development. I'm looking forward to interviewing Faust about his process, way of life, his The Fix Yourself Handbook, and more for what is sure to be a healing, transformative interview with a remarkable man. Hey Faust, a warm welcome to Grief and Rebirth podcast.
1: Irene, thanks so much for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be able to spend, uh, spend some time with you today.
0: Thank you. I think that, how can anyone not benefit from this interview with you? <clears throat> so let's start with my first question is, what transpired during your childhood that inspired you to help others and continues to be at the heart of everything you do today.
1: You know, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm that, that kid who was uh, destined to do what I'm doing. And, you know, every now and then, like, you know, as you told your story, there's that that one little piece that comes in and says, all right, let me just turn your world upside down for you. And we're going to jumpstart this whole process. So I was about nine years old. And my father at that time, who was 42, had a massive stroke. Um, didn't kill him, but really rendered him, uh, to be a shell of what he was. So, you know, family life changed completely. Uh, and at nine years old, I decided that I was going to step in and somehow fill some shoes that I didn't belong in. <laughs> so, you know, you talk about learning lessons, uh, yeah. and that, uh, of course, when that went off track, then it was, uh, you know, jump into all the wrong decisions. And, uh, get yourself completely upside down, which I guess is right where my Lord wanted me. <laughs> Let me get I you upside so. down. <laughs> yeah, so, so you understand that this world isn't where you're going to get what you want. I am. So, right. uh, you know, so it started there. And um, fortunately, I, uh, you know, I uh, grabbed the, the life uh, preserver that was being thrown to me.
0: Now, oh, what was that understand. life preserver? What was that?
1: Well, that was the dysfunction. That was, that was, uh, you know, the Lord saying, okay, I'm going to, th- I'm going to weave this right in there and there's going to be something for you to hold on to. If you want to do that, that's great. If you're not, I, I assume you have all the answers. Hmm. So, uh, as I mean, I a lot of kids have
0: trauma and go through that and they go down the tubes.
1: Right. And, and, and that could have happened. Uh, you know, but we were fortunately a close family before that, a family of faith. And, uh, it was there, but I was too busy being angry and saying, no, I'm not grabbing anything. I know how to do this, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, so, you know, uh, adolescence uh, reared its ugly head. And so, you know, all the hormones that come along with it, uh, (laughs) they they decided to, uh, you know, come along with me. So, uh, you know, then, you know, you get through high school and yet you have, uh, I was fortunate to have one teacher who saw that this, Rebel who was running around trying to control the world, had a little more going on, uh, was a journalism teacher of all things. And um, he he, saw you, uh, he saw you, he saw me and he said, uh, he saw saw me as I was skipping class for the third time that week and said, get back here. And when he got back, I got back in the class. So you're not getting punished. You're not getting anything. I'll tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get responsibility. So welcome to the role of my new news editor. And I said, you have to be kidding. You want me there. And, um, but you know, it was okay. You know, tapping into my intellect, it was a, never a weak intellect by any means. So, uh, we ran with that. The newspaper won awards nationally that year uh, for, you know, so it was one of those things where, um, someone said, I don't really care what you're putting out there. I don't care what this mask you're putting on for the world is I'm on, I'm already on the other side. So, uh, let's go.
0: And that, what a blessing he was for you. Absolutely. And that, absolutely. I don't think that was an accident you ended up in his class. Oh, absolutely not. You know, I, I,
1: I've never looked at anything in my life and said, it's an accident. It's coincidence or perfect right. timing or all that stuff that people use. It's, you know, there's a plan if you're willing to you know to invest yourself in it everything just opens up routinely
0: which we were just talking about right with my story it's totally true so what what fascinated me is that you say many things about our about you fascinated me but one of the things is you say that who we are is the product of the interplay between our physical intellectual emotional and spiritual attributes could you please explain that to us
1: absolutely you know i mean when, when i started to put the program together uh, it was part of the counseling uh, environment I was, I was developing. And I got through school and, you know, just like all of us, we're taught all, all the things we're going to eventually use. And then you get into the environment you're working in and say, well, okay, half of this stuff isn't applying or, you know, it belongs back in the book or it was taught for some other reason. I needed to find what I thought was going to be practical for people uh, to hold on to. And I think that's one of, one of the strengths um, that I have is that I can take information and move it into practic- a practical application. So these uh, the, the attributes I'm talking about, and if you think about it, you know I, I wanted the book to be not some newfangled something out there. I wanted it to be basic stuff that is in our life every day. I'm just gonna say it in a different way so you can see it differently. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm saying is we are all human beings. We are a physical, we are all intellectual, we're all emotional, and we are all spiritual. Those are four attributes. The key is to be able to work with your life and get those, just get them in balance. That's all. That's, and when you do that, it, it, as an example, think of a day when you sit get up and said, I really feel so tranquil today. I feel, you know, I, I, my mind's working well. I have clarity of thought. My emotions are just nice. I'm, you know, I, I feel good physically, spiritually, I feel connected. That's balance. That's all it is, you know. Again, it's nothing that anyone in the world can't do. That was a huge component in, 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 in going into right. the development. But you know, first, I
0: think I think a lot of people um, they're not aware of all of the attributes. They they see themselves as the, for the physical part of who they are, or or they relate to the emotional part, spiritual. What the heck is that? So, like, what you like, kind of make them aware, I guess, of. That's, yeah, that's what
1: I do. Because oh, actually, actually, you're right on, right on the mark. We are taught to be one of those things. Um, we're going to be an emotional person that helps everyone. We're going to be an intellectual that is a, the genius that spurs all these new ideas. We're going to be the athlete or whatever with the physical part of things. We're going to go into some form of spiritual uh, uh, awakening and, and, and then thought and then application of that. We It's always one And I always look at that and I say, every time I meet one of those people, I say, that's great, but boy, there's just some, there's more, there has to be more. Uh, and, And so we're taught to be one of those. And then it's no wonder why when that one thing gets overused and broken, we don't know where to go. So what do we do? We go right back and we try to use the same attribute to move forward. And that's the one that was broken in that early story of my life, you know, the emotional was broken. If I kept on going emotional with it, then I was going to have some serious problems. But fortunately, you know, that, that teacher, he went to the intellectual. I, you know, sports came into the picture. I was able to do some things physically, uh, you know, spiritually was there and it was kept on, kept on coming at me. Did and you I was get the spiritual.
0: Myself. Did you get the spiritual part from religious services or just from a knowing inside of you?
1: It started that way. I think the typical traditional, you know, we, we were we were born uh, Italian Roman Catholic people. But when it when I got through that, it's not that I pushed ever had to push that aside. There was no reason. But uh, this is completely different. This is this. I always call it attaching yourself to a power source, uh, the most important power source in the universe. It's beyond w- what we the way we teach it. It, it, you know it, it it gets much more much more uh, involved than that uh, but again it's something that you develop all of these things are developed over time it's just the ability to on a daily basis apply all your energy there that's all it's it's not rocket science
0: right and, but it, it's not rocket science when you understand it
1: right and, and the more you work it and don't you know it, it we have a tendency to put negative energy into things. We say, I can't do that, or I don't want to do that, or all the effort involved in that, or that made me uncomfortable. And then we back away from it. And we need just to be able to say, let me stay focused, you know, uh, and do the uh, and apply the mo- as much energy as I can today. And then if I do that, and I keep on doing that, then I will become familiar with things. It will become something I would like to do and it feels good. And then I start getting some of the benefits and the benefits say to me, this is great. Let's keep going. And then we, and we develop and we create from
0: that. Right. It's sort of like choosing to be more.
1: Exactly. Except
0: instead of one dimensional. So I love this statement that you say, we can dress ourselves up on the outside, but it's what we are on the inside that really tells the world who we are. Tell us about that stuff.
1: You know, that, and that's a real important point for me. I, I look at the world we live in today and almost all of it, our development of ourself comes from the outside. Uh, you know, it, we, we look to be, uh, define who we are from what's trending. We look at solving our problems. I mean, I look at the pandemic and all it said is you had to stay home. It didn't say anything else. Stay home. And we were saying, I'm losing my mind here. I can't, I, I'm disconnected from what's out there. And, and everything we need's already inside us. It's already there. We stopped using it. That's the problem. We you know, stopped going that's... inside and getting all those good. Right. And some of it's good and some of it has to be repaired. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with right. that. But go, but be, be willing to go inside yourself. That's where you're going to find the beauty is all the gifts that, that you want for yourself, they're
0: not out there, they're inside. You know, for people, a lot of people are not friends with who they are inside. Mm-hmm. So they get all their at least in my opinion, they get a lot of their stimulation, their their definition, as you say, from the outside. It must I have a few friends who are in the social services. They say mm-hmm. they've never been busier because people had to live with themselves during this pandemic. And some of them didn't like... Who they were discovering, and they were reaching out for help, which I thought was a wonderful thing.
1: It is a wonderful thing. What it said, is I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something I've never done before. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna realize this isn't working. I don't like the way I'm feeling. There may be a few other ways I can do this, but you know, I, I keep telling people, you know, your best friend is always gonna be yourself. Once you define that person, then you can have best friends everywhere. But you can't love anyone until you, not love yourself, until you go in and get yourself. Because- oh, I you love know, that. You, we hear this all the time, love yourself. And I always say, how? You, you, you've got to go define it. You got to go inside and get yourself. It, let's let's kind of, just to say it this way, there's a person in there, you, you stop uh, knowing, you, you, you put aside, go back in and find it. And it's not, all, I, I'm, I, I'm giving people a roadmap to do it one step after the other. You can go in, get yourself. If you do all the things I'm saying, you will find you. And you'll find peace. And you'll find peace and you'll love that person. That's right. Why would you
0: not? Right. So that leads me to the question of what does it mean to understand how to love?
1: Now we're back to that question of internal balance. The internal Mm -hmm. balance is a culmination of a process. Uh, it's, it's working the program, which allows you to get into uh, internal balance. Let me, a little disclaimer here, internal balance on a scale of one to 10 isn't arriving at a 10. You can have balance at a two. It doesn't matter. You you, you don't have to be, uh, um, enlightened or, or super intelligent or this emotionally high IQ person. All they have to do is, is get those four attributes in balance. And that happens at any level of your life. Doesn't matter if you're the, the simple person who was, you know, spent their life doing mundane chores, or, or again, the rocket uh, scientist too. It doesn't matter. In fact, the rocket scientist is going to have more problems than, than the simple person. I'll guarantee it. Uh, it's just about getting your life in balance. Then you feel good. You like your world. Once you like your world and you're in it, now you can say, "I'm starting to love this person inside," because then you you're kinder to yourself. You're 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 willing to do, do the work that has to go into this, you're willing to share all your gifts, you define all your gifts, that's another thing with all the people, so many people I, I realize, they come in and I can look at them just like that teacher looked at me and I say, my god, you've got tremendous gifts, and they look at me like I have two heads, because they don't have any idea how much they have inside them, how powerful they can be.
0: What a blessing to go to you for, for help and have you unleash that for someone. I mean, how you point that out for someone? Because I think a lot of people grow up without validation and their, their whole lens is through what other people think of them or what they've been taught that they should be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how about telling us? So let, that brings us to tell us about the process way of life and its 52 internal processes. What would you like to tell us that create this internal balance and transform lives and, and how it transforms lives?
1: You know, I think the, the easiest way, again, is to go practical and start talking about some of those processes. You know, okay. um, the first process, and we actually, without saying what, uh, what the first process is, and we've talked about it just briefly, it's to get your life off autopilot. Get, stop doing all the things you're doing that are causing you trouble. And when they come into my office, I will say, okay, let's get a starting spot and, and, and let's look at where you are. Now, here are all those things you're doing. If you keep doing those, you're going to keep on having problems. So let's kind of just stop following the crowd. Let's stop doing things without thinking about it. And let's, let, let's establish that point we're going to move forward with. And then we start working those processes. And the first one is the toughest one. But if you can master this, it is your greatest ally all your life. And that's being honest to yourself.
0: Whoa. I, call it,
1: I call it brutal honesty. Um, and I teach people how to do that. Because you know, people think that when when I get honest with myself, I'm gonna go out and inside me, I'm gonna find this broken down person who needs so much work. You're gonna need find a lot of things that need to change, but you're gonna find so much beauty in there when you get honest with yourself. That's the part you want to look at. You're not gonna find negative things all over the place, you'll find real things. You make if, surprise. Real, <laughs> if if they're real, then it's part of you. Why in the world? would you not want to embrace that? You know, that, that that's another part of it's loving so yourself. So. Be willing to embrace everything. All the stuff that's happening is just events on your timeline. It's, it's this person inside that's receiving all of that. That's the one we're changing. That's the one, and I say changing, it's up to the person. I don't tell people how to change. I teach them skills to change. Then they define where they want to go because, they're here for their own purpose, not for mine. So,
0: and they have so you, choices to make, so you help them to make to decide how they're going to make their choices. Right. What they're going to just do.
1: like you and I have talked about our various uh, various ways we got here. We need to make choices because we had we are part of a plan. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to change the plan along the way and, and pull these people out of that plan, that's not doing anybody a, 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 any a, any service. Um, my, my goal is only to teach things that help people move forward. And then they create who they want to be. They define their own plan. That's That's the beauty in all of this.
0: I love that. How about giving us your inspiring story about the young girl who lost both of her parents within one week, my goodness. Healed through that. And then after several years of counseling, became a healer herself. That's some story.
1: You know, I mean, when you do what I do for a living, you've done it as long as I have. You start to, uh, the stories unfold and you get a chance to see how they've unfolded. This girl was very young, a teenager, and uh, now is, I think, approaching 50, so it's about 30 years, and I watched, you know, she came, as, as, as her other family members, I think it was an aunt brought her to my office and said, you know, she was depressed, she was acting out, she was angry, um, couldn't control her in school, uh, you know, living in a home. How did she lose her parents? How did she lose them? A car accident. Oh, my both at one time and um the horror of this was that she was in the back seat so they had to extricate her from the vehicle and you know she didn't know what was happening with the parents but of course uh research uh, rescue people came and they were saying they were talking you know well this one is not this one is not we're going to get the one out of the so there was a lot to process
0: trauma holy moly
1: um and she stayed with me for many, I think, four or five years, uh, and then intermittently came back. And the, the fun part was when she got to the point of being into graduate school. Uh, she she gone into science. She was going into psychology, and uh, and I said, "Well, that's wonderful. I always thought you had that gift." And, and interestingly, she hadn't connected with the fact that she was that good. She thought she was doing it to be like me. So you know, we do have that effect on people. But now now that she's practicing, you know, she came back one day and said, well, I'm going to change your world a little bit. I said, well, why? What do you, tell me. She says, I don't think I did this because of you. I think I did it because I was supposed to. Uh, I said, you know what? If you think you hurt my feelings, forget it. You just made my day. Because that's what we're doing here. But she went through a lot of things, you know, difficult relationships, a divorce, the whole thing, some substance abuse, all of it. Uh, and then by the time she hit her thirties, things started to straighten out just a little bit. So she's almost twenty years in and doing some really great work. A lot of uh, work for abused women—that that kind of uh, is her specialty—and I'm I'm thrilled for that.
0: That's wonderful. Look and look at how you you affected her so that you brought another healer into the world. You really you really helped her to see her gifts. That's wonderful. Um, You developed your process way of life program into the Fix Yourself Handbook. Each chapter targets a specific human issue. So to help members of our Grief and Rebirth audience better understand what the handbook can do for them, please speak to the following four topics that I lifted from your handbook. Let's start with dealing better with change.
1: I call it the change monster. You know, that's the thing we all don't like. And interestingly, so in defense of people, the human mind is designed physically and and, 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 and intellectually, the way it works, is designed to keep us comfortable and happy. That's what it does. And it will do that regardless of how many times we change things uh, and how challenging things get. It will work to get us into a comfort zone. That comfort zone becomes a routine. We love it. We, we exploit it, we develop it, we do all the things that uh, make it as comfortable as possible, then something comes along, either rocks our world, or at least suggests the need for change, and we do everything in our power to resist it. And all I tell people is, take it one step at a time. It, it, don't wait for the, for the uh, life-changing events like you and I were talking about. Change it up every day. Do things out of sequence. Um, put a little, just a little thing, a scale of one to 10, that's a one or a two, and, and throw that change in. Keep yourself constantly adapting to little changes. If you do that, when big ones come along, you're much more capable of dealing with them. Another thing is, uh, you're talking about, you know, I talk about autopilot. In the book, I talk about it, uh, just what it sounds like. It, it, the airplane pilot takes his uh, plane, puts it on all autopilot, but what he did is he dis- disengaged his brain from the from the, the the plane and everything that's going on, reengage your your brain. Don't go on autopilot. Don't just stay in a comfort zone and do and be routine every day. Get up and change it. Change the way things are going. Little things. I don't care what you do. You know, uh, maybe it, it, it's afternoon, it, it, mid afternoon, you didn't happen to do, go for a walk instead of staying in front of the television set. That's a huge change. You don't realize that those little bitty things we do can be huge changes once we spring them all together. And once they help us become a little bit of a different person in the way we do things.
0: I think it also helps with longevity and helps with uh, processing. As you get older, you're challenging your brain. You're, you're, You're working with different parts of your body that haven't been before.
1: You know, I, I have an aunt. I have an aunt that just turned 102, and uh, of course, wow. everyone gives gives her the same question. What's your secret? She says, "Don't stop moving forward." Exactly. She wrote her first book when she was in her 80s, and I think two followed. You know, and uh, today she's still painting. She still does a little bit of gardening here and there, uh, but gets up and keeps herself busy and keeps herself intellectually stimulated at all times. That's and you, you don't start that when you get to 100. You no. start that when you're young, you keep on changing up and keep that brain working on something.
0: That's a wonderful role model for all of us. Now, here's another one for you, Faust. How do we live without envy?
1: You know, I always call envy slow suicide because what it does is, uh, first of all, if we're, if we're going to be envying someone, we're already insecure. A secure person who loves himself, who feels good about their world, who um, doesn't have all these needs for uh, outside things that really we don't need, they don't envy. The insecure people do. So what we do then is we take our insecurity and we focus focus it somewhere outside of ourselves, like we're going to fix our world out there. It's not going to happen. And when we envy, uh, it's a negative, it's a, it's negative energy. So we will behave in negative fashion. and We will maybe talk about people. We'll try to do whatever we can to even that playing field. And it never gets even because that person doesn't know what you're, talk, what you're doing and what you're doing. Is not moving you ahead at all? It's just making you feel as though you got even somehow. Uh, and all I'm telling people is forget about the envy, forget, forget about who lives next door and what they're doing, or the, the girl down the road or whatever it is. Just go, again, go back inside, have fun with yourself, recreate. If you need help, go get a counselor. Go get what you need to make that happen. Love yourself enough and feel worthy enough to put the time in to you, not to them.
0: Does that have to do with when people are constantly comparing themselves to other people? Like I'm in this career, I'm in this career and -and so-and-so is making so much more money and I'm doing this and I must be failing. What's he doing better than I'm doing and blah, blah, blah.
1: That's what it's all about, you know, and, and uh, there's a chapter also in the book uh, that I wrote on creativity, and everyone thinks that the, the guy who hits the home runs or the great dancer or the singer or the actress or politician or whatever, they're the creative people. They, made, they, they got to a point where they made a creative statement, but creativity either lives inside you all the time or it doesn't, just like what we're talking about. All the good feelings are in there. Develop those you you know be creative in everything that you do uh, change all those little things constantly keep the mind the body the emotions the spirit working all the time everything changes make you your own most important project that's what that's I
0: think. fantastic I love that now how do we confront others peacefully I've actually heard it called a carefrontation instead of a confrontation. Mm -hmm. You know what, (laughs)
1: I'll tell you, let me answer that first by telling you in my mind what gets in the way of that. We have a tendency, the mind, our mind doesn't always stay in the moment, it goes forward, it goes backward and when we're going to confront we go forward. And we say, okay, I'm going to say this, but then that person's going to come back with this. And by the time we're done, we played the whole conversation out in our minds and we're already angry or insecure or fearful. And that's how we'll approach the situation. What I just say is simply get a plan, know what you want to say. And then there's some simple rules to follow. Don't say it in front of other people. Don't just burst in and say it to a person. Ask the person's permission to speak. Hey, I've got something I want to talk about with you. Do you mind spending a few moments with me? Keep it low key. Keep it slow. Focus on only the details. Do not have an agenda when you go in because that person doesn't know what your agenda is. It's not like you're walking in and saying, hey, here's my agenda and this is the conclusion I need you to make. You're going to bring something out. They're going to respond. If you're talking warmly, they give them a chance to talk warmly backwards. And then you just go back and forth with, with your conversation. You may leave there getting what you want, or you may not. That's not even the point. The point is that you learn how to confront. That's all it is. That You don't keep all that negative energy inside you. And I always call it ghost screaming. As you're screaming these conversations out to no one, uh, be able just to say, I've got this on my mind. It needs to be addressed. I need to say it. And it, and it gets said. If the person agrees with you, wonderful. But we have this thing about confrontation where it needs to be some kind of ugly, horrible monster that we go in and fight a little bit verbally. That's not what it is. It's to confront is to take something from the inside and bring it out. It's an exchange of information. That's all. Be able to exchange your information warmly. If it goes in your direction, great. If the person doesn't want to, Maybe they're not far enough in their own abilities to to communicate, or maybe they just disagree, but you have no control over that. You only have control over whether or not you organize it and put it out there.
0: Brilliant. And how do we apply forgiveness in our lives first?
1: You know, everyone talks about that and they'll tell you all the gifts.
0: You hear it all the time.
1: Yeah. And here, if you do this, this will happen. If you forgive this person you'll let go of the negative energy it's all wonderful the only problem is we never talk about forgiving ourselves and that you know it's again if you think about everything i'm teaching everything that we 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 are talking about here it everything starts from the inside why would forgiveness violate that rule we have to learn how to look at what we've done in our lives and say okay i can work through this i can identify what i've done wrong I can d- take some steps maybe to uh, uh, help people that I've, that I've hurt. Uh, I can do that. Uh, I can take the steps to make sure it never happens again. You know, Once I become that person, and, that's the, and, I, and, and I should make a statement here, all my processes continually interweave with each other. So in order to do this, I got to get brutally honest with myself. I got to go say, yep, that was me that did that. And I don't like that, but I can fix it. And there are lots of other processes that help you do that. But you got to get in and learn to forgive yourself. Once you learn to forgive yourself, you can learn to forgive anyone. You can let it go. Sure. Because
0: basically letting it go.
1: Well, if I'm trying to forgive you for something and I didn't forgive me, I'm just going to take what I'm trying to forgive you with and bring it right back to myself into the land of unforgiven. Well, it's not going to work. But if I can bring it back to a, a, a you know an, an internal source that says, Gee, I am forgiving myself. I'm, and I don't forgive yourself doesn't mean okay, geez, you know I did that wrong. I forgive myself for that. There's a process that I teach associated with it. You've got to go through that process. You can't just say I'm going to forgive myself. So for there's anything. steps go.
0: that you have in that process that you've. Mm-hmm. You know, I got your I got the I got your your handbook, and it's a really wonderful guide just to have if something's happening in your life just open it up and see what's a better way to handle it not just coming from whatever your inclinations are it's, it really is a great guide
1: well you know when I wrote it I wanted it to to be able to not only uh, teach the process I wanted it to be a reference book so you know a year later you, you've read the book and you say there I am I'm not forgiving I can go right back to the chapter of forgiveness and I, I wrote them all very small. I condense a lot of information in three to five pages. So you don't have to read a lot because people won't do it. And then at the end of every chapter, I say, now do these things four, five, six, seven steps, whatever they may be. And if you do them, it'll work. So you can go back as a reference book, if you kind of slip and we all will, that's not an, that really is a, you know, and, and, and sometimes you're slipping and sometimes life just goes to a higher level and now you've got to apply all the principles in new territory, uh, you know. So it, it life is dynamic; it never changes. So having a reference book to go back and say, "Okay, I can apply that here too," and it'll work.
0: Life is dynamic; it never changes. But the thing is, in life, everything changes.
1: Everything changes.
0: So you know, you're right. So you need to. It really helps you to handle those things. You of all people, first What is your all important message for? everyone in our audience about the importance of healing. Why should they go to all this trouble to see inside themselves and fix what's what's up or what's down?
1: And it's an entirely different way to live life. When you get up in the morning and you say, I've got a purpose. I'm going to like the purpose. I may not like everything that goes on today, but I will like the purpose. Um, When I uh, uh, look at myself I like the person I am, I'm not envying. I'm not, the, the negative energy is almost diminished. I'm not, you know, I talk about language and talking to yourself, you know, the, you know, the, the way you should. If, if your language is negative, yeah, boy, it just, you know, it makes you feel horrible. But when you talk to yourself in, you know, good positive terms, you know, so everything's there. Uh, there's there, the, the reason to do this first is the personal. I will feel better about myself. The second is whether or not we want to choose to be part of the master plan. And when you, when you get to the point that you really, really work with who you are inside, the master plan becomes connectable.
0: Yeah. You have and to talk about the master plan though. So, to so explain that to people too.
1: Master plan is person's master plan there is i always say there's two master plans there's you know the universe god there's all that's the master plan but there is a master plan for all of us i i i I was never a person that would buy into the notion that somehow randomly we ended up on the planet uh that you know my i was just born into here to, to i guess watch tv and and have snacks and whatever i have a purpose that's my master plan and my master plan it, for me defined is to be in service of other people and to help other people create their lives in, in the way they want to and so that they can eventually develop that master plan for themselves just like that girl in the accident uh, and I've been forged to have many many people that you know i, I I'll see out you know out and about these days and uh, they'll say you know I remember when you did that or or uh, someone will yell from hey hey I, I haven't seen you in 20 years guess what i did and guess what i'm doing and you know and i have probably 30 40 people young people that i know of who have gone into what i do for a living and they're out there doing it again so and not that they're my protégés or anything they're doing their own thing they just got they got the spark if you will i think
0: that's wonderful i think it's wonderful and they're helping so many people you if any, yeah, you were the spark, and you, and you motivated them. You were a role model. That's great. Tell everyone the best ways for the members of our audience to connect with you and find the Fix Yourself Handbook. Spell it out, Boss. And Boss uh, is not easy to spell, so spell it all out. <laughs> you know,
1: I, I I've always been that person who um. Uh, i can't walk away from this we were talking about this before we started the interview this is what i've always done it's what i'll continue to do if you want to uh, contact me my website is my name lost you can type that in or type the fix yourself handbook and it'll bring you to the website
0: and i spell that for them f-a-u-s-t
1: mm-hmm.
0: r-u-g-g-i-e-r-o
1: right dot okay. com and uh and when you get there Besides having everything about me uh, and all the media, interviews, things like that, it has a lot about the book. Uh, I, w- I wanted to kind of open that up. So you'll see a, some excerpts from the book, some chapters where you can look at and see how they're laid out. Um, the book is designed, uh, it's so that so again, it's a reference book. But the way I did every chapter is to present a problem, uh, give you a kind of a quote that you can remember about the chapter. Then I go into the processes and tell you, tell you which ones apply in that chapter, how, how to use them. And there are three, I get three, four, sometimes five pages of information about the problem we're talking about. At the end, I give you the exact steps uh, that are designed to help you with that problem. I found that severely lacking in self-help. I often find it lacking in people who do I, what I do for, uh, for a living. You know, I, I, can't, I can't make you do something, but I can surely lay the roadmap out for you. So that's what we wanna do. So that's all presented on the website. Um, Contact me on the website. I'm real good about getting back to people. Uh, If you contact me today, there's a good chance I'm gonna get back to you today at the latest tomorrow. That's Uh, great. And then uh, if if you wanna spend some time with me, if you wanna counsel, whatever you wanna do, then there's a a page to help you set that up.
0: Fabulous. And of all people in the whole universe Frost, what is your tip for finding joy in life?
1: It, it stays the same. I, if, if I get up on any, I can have the greatest day in the world, but somewhere along the line, a, a, the day gets past. And I say, I don't know what I did for anybody. I, th- that's just me. At the end of the day, I, I, I look at, uh, I praise my day how, at uh, uh, by how many people I help, or at least I was able to help one person. If that's the case, you know, because my feeling is, And and this is maybe one of the most important things I'll say is you can gain everything in the world and make yourself as happy as can be and rich and everything else. But if you don't possess the ability to give it away, you don't possess the ability to be in service of other people, I think you've wasted your life.
0: Very profound, sir. I have to say I really resonate with this great quote. From the Fix Yourself Handbook, because it speaks to the healing mission of Grief and Rebirth podcast, quote, suffering and loss are often life's way of stripping away what causes us our pain. This difficult as it may be, allows us to rebuild without the weight of what has been holding us back. Foss, thank you for the incredible healing work you are contributing to our world through the Process Way of Life and the Fix Yourself Handbook. They're helping people to understand themselves better so that they can transform and rebirth their lives into happy, healthy, and productive journeys with enhanced purpose. My heartfelt thanks to you for such a wise and enlightened interview. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all Grief and Rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at, at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. As I like to say, to be continued. Many blessings. And bye for now.